Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how Christians can talk kids through a pandemic. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. Now, I'm Brandon Levy, and these are not easy times for anyone. We're all tempted by anxiety. We're all on edge by the uncertainty of all of this. And that's frustrating, and it's confusing, and it's even scary for adults, but it can be on a whole other level for kids. I don't have kids. I'm certainly not here to offer my own parenting advice, but just scrolling through social media, I, I see parents who are trying to explain all of this, and that can't be easy. Their kids are asking when they'll uh, be able to go back to school and what's it going to look like when they go and why can't they go and see their grandparents? And those aren't simple questions to answer. We want to protect everyone, not just kids from uh, the harsh realities that we're facing, but we also want to be honest and upfront. And that can be hard, and it can be hard to find a, a balance between those two. So for parents at home and for grandparents and uncles and aunts and friends and teachers and all Christians online, hopefully uh, Zoom calling or video calling somehow, it's so important that we look for biblical wisdom to share during this time. You know, one of our Bible class teachers here in Greenfield, Ms. Chantel, uh, spent some time to write up some help for parents to explain some of the strange things that little eyes will see during this time. Some were just practical, others touched on deeper issues, but I thought they were all really sound and thought-provoking. And I'll share that resource down in the comments, but I also wanted to read the, a few of the talking points she came up with with you today. Uh, first, she wrote, to explain that this is an illness that's going around that people can catch very easily. And this is why we have to stay away from people as much as possible. Second, there are a lot of people wearing masks. This can be scary to see, but the reason they're wearing masks is to keep them healthy. Some people get sick easier than others uh, and wearing masks helps keep them safe. Third, we must wash our hands. Washing our hands is the best way to keep healthy along with staying out of public areas. Remember, you should wash your hands with soap for at least 20 seconds under running water, sing Jesus Loves Me or Happy Birthday to time yourself. Fourth, because we have to stay home, some people are out of jobs. Dad and mom will always do their best to take care of you, provide for you, and let the grown-ups worry about that. Let them worry about money. Your parents, they might need to cut back on some costs. They may not be able to order takeout food as much or buy things as often, but it'll be okay. Fifth, you can help mom and dad by being patient, by giving uh, extra hugs. Parents worry about taking care of their kids, so let your mom and dad know that you are happy uh, and that you trust them. If mom and dad say you have to stay away from people, uh, this is to keep you safe. So listen to them. Listen to mom and dad through this time. Sixth, go outside. Play in the yard. Get fresh air. Uh, take walks with your parents, with your pets. Uh, being outside helps us feel better. You might start looking for uh, bears and hearts in the windows of houses in your neighborhood. Many people are putting these in their windows for kids to find uh, on their daily walks. It's like going around on a, a bear hunt and getting distant hugs from friends. And seventh, Chantel wrote, God is in control 
of everything. And God will take care of us. God took care of Noah and his family in the ark. God took care of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. God took care of King David and Solomon. And God will take care of us. God is bigger than any of this. And God sees what is going on. God will help us. Just ask. Yeah, that's a good finish too. God is in control and he will take care of us. And that should be what we all remember from this dark period in our lives. As Roman 8 puts it, for I consider that the present sufferings of this time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And then in verse 26, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And then uh, in verse 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yeah, you know, I skipped around because I promised this is supposed to be less than 10 minutes, but I challenge you to open up Romans chapter 8 today and read that, that whole incredible chapter and see the faithfulness of God. He is in control, even right now. And if we dwell on that truth, we can come out of the storm as more than conquerors, as Paul puts it. You know, we need to talk about the practical side of things. We need to make sure uh, we stay two sidewalk squares away from the other kids when we play outside. We need to sing Jesus Loves Me uh, when you wash your hands. The new realities of working from home and e-learning and not being able to see our friends at church. But one day, and I pray uh, that day comes soon. These extraordinary measures we're taking will pass. And it will be the deeper lessons that kids and all the rest of us too are going to remember. We'll remember the extra time we spent with our family. We'll remember how much we missed all of our loved ones and our neighbors who we couldn't see. And we'll remember if we relied on God through this time. We'll remember his faithfulness. You know, I hesitate to call this an opportunity. I don't like the sound of that. But James 1 says, in all the various trials of our life, we should be joyful because testing is an opportunity to produce patience. And when we ask God for wisdom, he gives it to us freely and without reproach. There is an opportunity to grow in joy and patience and wisdom through this storm. 
Of course, we would have preferred to learn those things under less trying conditions. And even more, we wish that for kids. We wish they wouldn't have to endure this with us. But as James continues in chapter one, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Every good and every perfect gift in verse 17 is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. We can get through this with a crown of life. And we can show kids that when we rely on God's word, we are counted as one of his children. So talk to your child, share your fears, but always in a way they can understand. Let them talk, share what they're feeling with you. But most of all, remember that saying the right words is only a part of this. As Chantel wrote, how we act and how we react to news and information shows our children how they should act and react. A calm parent who uh, takes things in stride and trusts God to get us through the results uh, and a calm child who isn't afraid of his or her future. You remember that God is always in control. He is prepared to give you everything you need to lead your family through this moment. So lean on him. Even if you can't always find the right words to say, if you lean on him, his light will shine through in this dark moment. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And for the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue talking about how Christians should respond to the coronavirus pandemic. So I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you about that next time.